In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege of being your host on this radio show. And this is where you will normally catch me on a Saturday or Sunday or maybe on podcast. But just in case you ever want to stop by on a Sunday morning, my regular day job is I have the privilege of being the lead pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. And whether I'm there at Christian Fellowship Church or whether I'm right here on the radio talking to you, the message we want to communicate is that it is the gospel that makes a way in our life. Well, I don't know if you're like me, but from time to time, I run into some people who, when Jesus is mentioned, their response doesn't really line up with the truth about who Jesus is. I mean, they don't really get Jesus. And the truth is, they don't think Jesus really gets them. Well, maybe recently you've met someone or you've even been someone like that and you've been watching the television or you've been listening to the radio and you've heard something that gets your attention, that Jesus really does get you. Well, if you haven't, here's your opportunity. There was this guy who became insanely popular. Everybody started following him. He got thousands of likes. One day he called many of his followers out, accused them of being hypocrites. They got angry called him an extremist, said he shouldn't be allowed to share his views. They would stop at nothing to shut him up. So they did what they had to do. They nailed him to a cross. Jesus was canceled. He gets us, all of us. Visit hegetsus.com. Well, here to talk to us today about the fact that Jesus does get us is Brad Hill. He's a chief success officer of GLUE, which is an organization that helps extends the church capacity to reach, know, and move every person it serves. And they are a partner in the biggest faith campaign in history. Yes, you just heard about it. He gets us. A campaign designed to deliver cultural and create cultural change in the way people think about Jesus and his relevance in our lives. Uh, Brad has been deeply involved in solving technology challenges for the church in over 20 years. He serves an executive team. Uh, at Glue, you can find out more about them at www.gluegloo.us. And he's responsible for marketing, sales, success, and all facets of growing and serving Glue's network of churches, networks, and faith partners. He has lived right here in the Washington metro area for many, many years. Like many of us, he knows the area, but currently he resides with his wife and two kids in Denver, Colorado, and he joins us today on the show. Brad, thanks for joining us. Hey, Brian, good to be with you. Exciting to be talking to folks in uh, the DC Metro today. Yeah, well, I know for myself, I remember the first time I saw something like this, and we're gonna refer to this, and I thought, this is really interesting. And I had no idea what all was behind it. Then I would have the great privilege of having a conversation uh, with some of the people behind this campaign. So for those people who've, who've never really heard about the He Gets This campaign, tell us a little bit about it and why Glue, the organization you work with, it sort of became involved. What was the vision? How did it grab you? Why did you think it was important? 
Yeah. And it's, it is good to clarify that too, that glue did not create this campaign and we can talk more about kind of um, all the players involved, but when we saw this project, we got so enamored and so kind of energized about what's happening that we actually steered a lot of our energy at glue behind this project. It's, it is the main thing that we're focused on right now. Um, But the campaign itself really began. There's a simple question, Brian, that, um, that was asked about a year and a half ago, you know, we're all watching cultural shifts. We're watching uh, churches try to emerge from COVID and, you know, increase pressures in many ways to get our message out. And so this question that was simply asked is how did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? Mm, Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, just let that sit with you for a minute, right? It's a provocative question, but um, it also stirred a lot of interest and curiosity. So there was um, nearly a year's worth of research that ensued after that conversation, really just looking at our culture, three, three big questions. Um, what, what are people's attitudes about the church? What are their attitudes about Christians? And then what are their attitudes about Jesus? Yeah. And, you know, it's probably not entirely surprising, but it's always good to have some factual, you know, data points to back us up. The news isn't great for right. attitudes about the church. You know, we're we're seen as not relevant many times, or or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Christians, you know, we'd hear things from folks in our culture like Christians are the obstacle, or I've had a bad experience with a Christian, or you know, I, I I'm interested about Jesus, but it feels like Christians own Jesus. Like I, I have to go through them to get to him. Right. Uh, these these are quotes that we heard. <clears throat> um, when you get to Jesus, though. There's, you know, Brian, it's really interesting. There's overwhelmingly, I would say, neutral to very positive attitudes about him, even even if they don't they're not quite sure, you know, what he taught or exactly what he said. Um, Jesus, uh, if I could put it this way, like Jesus stock is pretty high. Um, right. There's that old old statement that's been attributed, I believe, to Gandhi. I've never looked it up. But if you read it on the Internet, right, it has to be true. Yeah, Jesus I'm good with, but those Jesus followers, well, he struggled. And certainly as fallen, broken creatures, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's That includes us that have a relationship with Jesus Christ and those people who don't. Many times our brokenness sorts that gets in the way of the truth of the message. And as I understand it, that he gets his campaign is trying to clear some of that up. Is that correct? That's exactly it. Yeah. And and the specific um, tactic here also came from, you know, what some of the individuals mentioned in the research. And they said, you know, the stuff I'm going through in my life, I, I'm dealing with relationship things. I'm I'm dealing with finances. I've I've got, you know, loneliness, whatever the journey I'm on. Um, it was quite surprising to many folks that Jesus or the, the Bible had anything to say about those matters. You know, I didn't know that Jesus cared about my marriage. It didn't occur to me that Jesus might um, have some words that help steer the purpose for my life. So what they told us was, hey, if you can connect those felt needs in my life to Jesus, you've got my attention. Like I'm listening to that. That's that's new. I haven't heard that before. I've not seen that side of Jesus. Right. So this is where you get into, hey, whatever it is you're going through in your life, Jesus gets it right. Hence this. Hence the, the tagline. He gets us. Yeah, and I think it could be at least my experience, maybe your experience or the people that you talk to are similar that a lot of times when people aren't already connected with a group of Jesus followers, 
the lens to which they get their information about Jesus is very narrow. Maybe it comes through a secular media access, or maybe it just comes through something someone posted on social media that may have a very political bent to it or a very self-righteous bent to it, or maybe something else that they draw this conclusion about the holistic of what Jesus had to talk about by a very small lens. And so I think it's really interesting here when you talk about you engage people because biblical literacy, as we know, and, and literacy about Jesus is in an all-time low. People don't grow up hearing about Jesus anymore. Right. That yeah. what they do hear about is not the complete aspect of it at all. And so you ran a campaign, I think, or they ran a campaign uh, initially in uh, during March Madness, NCAA, if people follow that right, Times Square and 10 weeks, 10 markets. What sort of the reactions, results did people have to that? Well, you said it right at the top, you know, Brian, this is, to our knowledge, it's the biggest faith-related campaign in history. So yeah, mm-hmm. all those places you mentioned, um, primetime TV, uh, this summer, it's been uh, pretty active across Major League Baseball, uh, NASCAR. In fact, you know, local local hero, I think here in, in DC area, Joe Gibbs, mm-hmm. uh, who now runs Joe Gibbs Racing, his number 54 car is the He Gets Us car running on the track. So it's it's really cool to see the exposure. And uh, the result of that is um, the trend right now, I believe, is about 3 million people a day mm-hmm. are being exposed to these messages. Um, and you just played one of them. There's a number of those ads that that are running, and it's going to come back even bigger this fall. People can see it on TV, uh, outdoor, as you mentioned, um, digital streaming services, um, and and of course, you know, all of our social networks. Yeah, we're going to take some moments here and talk about how people are listening today. If they want to partner in that initiative, can get involved, and they can go to hegetsuspartners.com. But if you just want to see the campaign, if you have a friend, if you are someone who's just stepping into what does Jesus really say? What does he care about? What is his message? You can go to hegetsus.com. That's hegetsus.com and find out. I I remember when it really caught my attention, it was, I don't truthfully can't recall what I was watching on the television. It was live. So most likely it was sports. Most of us don't watch things live unless it's sports anymore anymore. And it was uh, the one clip on um, Mary being a single mom. And she knew that. And I was like, that is, it had my attention from the very beginning. And then it turned this. I'm like, oh, she would have a lot to say. Jesus would have a lot to say to know about these things and and make that connection. And I think it's uh, amazing what's happening here in a very real and powerful way to connect the truth and the relevance of Jesus to everyday life, because we know Jesus is relevant. He created us, right? You know, Brian, uh, since you brought up that particular spot, there's a great quick story. It's one of my favorites in this project so far. Uh, gentleman named Ed, he's a firefighter, and he came up to us a few weeks ago to really just thank thank us for the campaign. He's a believer, mm-hmm. and what he said was, I, I've been at the firehouse you know, a long time trying to talk to my fellow firefighters about God. And, you know, I always kind of get, get a little, little bit of a brick wall. And so we're sitting around in the firehouse one night watching TV. And then this commercial comes on that says, just like you just pointed out, Jesus was born to a teen mom. That's the, that's that particular ad. And one of, one of his fellow firefighters turned and said, huh, I've never, never thought of it that way. And, and that opened the door for about a two hour conversation that they had. And, and so what we're finding is that this campaign is actually just creating this great soil for conversations to take place. 
And for pastors listening, what I often will point out is, I don't know if you have a firefighter in your church or not, but you definitely have people who have been thinking about how do I bring this up at work? How do I talk to other moms at carpool? Mm-hmm. How do I deal, you know, deal with spiritual conversations in a way that that kind of engages my fellow friends and students or whatever? And so we're finding that maybe this this project gets into places that we haven't often been able to get into. And that also that website you mentioned, he gets us partners.com. We're beginning to load that up with a lot of resources that churches can use to prepare your people for that. Because mm. we think that a lot of the the real deep work on this project is going to happen out in the workplace and at the water cooler and wherever, you know, Hey, did you see the Jesus commercial on the game last night? Or did you see that ad? Like we're, we're hearing those stories regularly now. And so we want to figure out like, how do we prepare our people for that? Yeah. And I think let's make that switch if we can. I mean, you've told us more than 3 million, which is a staggering number, 3 million people per day are seeing the messages and it's, it's leading them to explore, to read, to ask questions. And as you mentioned, in the particular scenario in the firehouse, they had someone right there they could turn to for a connection. Not everyone has that. And so obviously local churches need to be equipped. That's a place where people will and should turn to when trying to explore the reality that Jesus actually does get them. How does this campaign sort of equip churches, equip individuals or whoever it might be for that task when they connect with someone and to come alongside someone as they're exploring the truth about Jesus. Right. Well, typically when someone has seen the ads, they, they're first uh, directed to a website. There is a public website. Folks are welcome to check it out. He gets us.com. And uh, that website has a lot of content. And so quite often folks have already been exploring, right? The, the ads themselves woke something up or piqued an interest. Mm-hmm. So there are videos, there are articles, um, Many are probably familiar with the YouVersion Bible app, which um, now has yes. two, two reading plans available. So um, a lot of that initial heavy lifting may, may already have begun through, through those content vehicles, and there's much more coming. But from, from the church's side, we're, we're seeing, Brian, like um, a, a growing list of publishers and even denominations and other churches that are creating content around this. So it could be that. Uh, I have a church in Florida, for example, who just recently preached an eight-week series on He Gets Us. Mm. By the way, side note, one of the top questions I get from pastors is, can we play the ads in our services? The answer is yes. Um, okay. And those are all at that He Gets Us Partners website. Uh, we encourage that. But yeah, we're seeing we're seeing preaching resources. We're seeing small group study resources emerge. Um, there's also a growing list of ways that churches can um, really just enter into conversations about this with their own people and with outside people. This fall, there's going to be a number of prayer series, um, especially around Christmas, that um, we're going to run. Uh, what, what better time to really talk about a side of Jesus that many folks maybe haven't seen? Right. Um, and and I, honestly, the best ideas are coming from churches, but anyone listening who even hasn't you know, kind of an inkling of interest in this, there's a spectrum of ways that a church can can use this campaign. Mm. Now, you know, I've seen Christian campaigns before, but one of the one of the design principles we're trying to stay true to here is we want this to be something that sets the table for a church and just lets them then enter and, and use it how they want. 
Now, as part of this outreach, you have uh, people who are like actually partners versus people who are just using the resource. Kind of delineate that, if you could, for me, like steps necessary to like if, if they became an actual partner in this process where people are coming to the He Gets Its website and that sort of thing versus the unbelievably gracious opportunity. I know as a pastor, uh, developing uh, ways to communicate is always at the front end of my thoughts at Christian Fellowship Church. How do we do it creatively? How do we tell the message well? And someone saying, hey, here's some creative, great ways to do it and do it for free to make it. It's a wonderful gift to so many, but it goes beyond just using those resources, some partnerships to make a difference in the community so people see the real authentic Jesus. What, what's partnership look like? Yeah, so that, that spectrum, I mean, you know, honestly, the number one thing is to <clears throat> check out that website. Everything there for you is free. And we're, we're very liberal with the use of partners. So, you know, our kind of our internal saying over here is, hey, there's a seat at the table for everybody. Right. Um, now, there, there are some additional ways that we find and we actually quite honestly need churches mm-hmm. to plug in. And that's that's really where we get into this conversation about people who have seen the ads. They've been through the content. They want to talk. They, they've got right. questions. They want to they may have tough questions, by the way, um, mm-hmm. but they want to engage. And so we part of what we do at Glue um, on my team is we make connections. And so when we have someone who raises their hand and, you know, maybe they're in Ashburn, maybe they're in Frederick, wherever they are, what we're going to do is we're going to look for a church that has explicitly said, hey, we want to take that person. And we'd love to get into a conversation with them. Uh, we've got a number of churches already signed up, <clears throat> you know, around D.C., Maryland, Virginia. But um, based on our forecast, we, we're seeing already hundreds of people per day that are coming through uh, these channels and want to connect. Sometimes it literally is just that. It's, you know, questions about Jesus. Do you guys really believe all this God stuff? Mm-hmm. We're getting all that, but else it also could be somebody who you know something has awakened in them. Like, can you pray for me? Or, hey, I've got a real question I'm struggling with in my life. I just want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, churches are a big part of that. We're also, for example, partnering with Alpha. A lot of people may be familiar with right. with that ministry that you know creates a safe place to bring your questions. Um, a number of local ministries, uh, Christian counselors, mental health professionals are involved. Uh, so there really is a range of ways, but the the people side, that's really what we're hoping, will lead to conversations that ultimately can lead to engagements for all of us, people that aren't just coming into our churches any other way. Sure. And I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but you know, for those people who are listening, I think sometimes we can listen to something and say, that sounds really good in theory, but do those connections actually happen? And, and I'm here to tell our listeners, they do. Uh, one of the partner churches that we work with at Christian Fellowship, uh, they've got on uh, that he gets us before we did at Christian Fellowship Church, and we're looking at it, and actually they got connected with someone, uh, and the connection happened at such a deep level, they looked at a partner Bible study for men that we were doing, and it happened to be the topic that we were touching on that day I was speaking of. One of the topics was depression, and this person was struggling. They actually drove 45 minutes. They came in, they sat and they listened, they had breakfast, they connected, and they stayed for another two hours having a conversation about Jesus, how Jesus cared about their emotional state, how Jesus cared about their mental state, and that he brought hope in the midst of something. And so this isn't something that I just want to listen to hear, that someone who's passionate about it named Brad Hill is talking about, who's changed a lot of his life to make it work. This is happening right here in the Washington metro area. And it's 
it's making effect through local churches, through Alpha, through other organizations that you've talked about in that way. Now, imagine that the cost of this project is not cheap. Um, and again, there, there's no price to ever be put on the soul of one individual. It's worth billions upon billions of dollars. Take all the net worth of Jeff Bezos and add it all the net worth to the guy who owns Tesla and put them together. And it's still worth more than that. But how are you figuring, hey, this is how we know this particular approach to sharing the truth in the gospel is is working. There are two main goals with this campaign that I think are so inspiring. I mean, the first one is, uh, will sound just like an ad campaign. How can we influence attitudes and perceptions about Jesus in our culture? And uh, there is a weekly tracking research study being done parallel to this campaign. And what I can tell you mentioned, Brian, it, it only started here in March. So we're, we're barely, you know, four or five months in, but the needles are moving. Like we are seeing people who are researched before and then, and then a uh, question again later, uh, they have recall, they remember the ads. And they, because of that, they say, I am more interested or at least more curious now than I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, the second goal, if that first one is attitudes and perceptions, the second is how can we call up Christians and all of our fellow believers to authentically reflect what really is the radical love that Jesus showed? Yeah. And um, and so that's where everything we've just been talking about, about practical ways to kind of get in and get involved and roll up sleeves. We want to make sure I'm, I'm passionate about this point that the Jesus they see in the ads is the same Jesus they're going to meet when they come into our churches or when they enter into a conversation with us. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, I mean, even for, for us as believers, I think these ads are challenging. I think they cause us to really take a look and say, you know, I've not always looked at that side of Jesus myself. And so I think it's a beautiful opportunity for both people who might be skeptical or unbelievers all the way, you know, through to those of us that have been in church our whole lives to, to really say, are we, because he was radical. I mean, that's a great word for him. And, you know, are we, are we reflecting that in, uh, in our crazy culture today? That's a great question that we probably need to explore a little bit deeper on a different show, but I know that there are people listening right now that they themselves are leaders in some sort in their local church. And they're like, Hey, I want to get involved. But also many times what we see happen is, one of our listeners are connected in the local church and they pass it along to one of their leaders, a pastor or something of, of that nature. And they go, Hey, you should, you should really look at this. You should really uh, look at this opportunity, listen to this podcast about connecting. And I know that the need as more people connect through, he gets us grows um, for partner churches. Where should people go if they wanted to investigate themselves or send their local church leaders or whatever to investigate the partner? That he gets us partners.com website is, is a place that we've built just for the church, uh, church leaders. Um, incidentally, if, if, uh, you have any listeners who are, uh, maybe denominational networks or local associations, um, on that website, you'll find there's a page for churches and there's mm-hmm. also a page for networks. Um, we, we're seeing some actually special things happening across groups of churches that get together mm-hmm. on things, but, but yeah, we'd encourage, and there's a planning cycle that we're trying to to affect on that website. So as you, I know we're all thinking right now about our fall plan, probably Christmas. Some of us, you know, eager beavers are probably already thinking about January. And so mm-hmm. we want to get ahead of that, uh, make sure you know what this campaign is going to be doing. 
mm-hmm. and how you can leverage it. Um, like you said, Brian, from a content perspective, people, um, and ultimately equipping all the folks we serve to be on mission like that firefighter was. That's right. Well, Brad, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for what Glue is doing and coming alongside this campaign of He Gets Us. And I have to tell you, I was excited about it before I had this conversation. I leave this conversation more excited and I hope our listeners do so much that they will go up there and explore to hegetsjesus.com or if they're part of a church or want to connect with a church and be a partner in some way, go to hegetsuspartners.com. That'd be the greatest way to do that. And of course, if you've been listening to the show and you'd have something you'd like to tell us right here at WAVA, you can send an email to comment at WAVA.com, comment at WAVA.com, or you can call me right there at Christian Fellowship Church. Uh, if I don't pick up, it'll go to voicemail. I promise to call you back, as I have been doing so many times over the last several months. You can reach me at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn at 703-729-3900. That number again is 703 729 3900. It has been a great opportunity again to talk about the greatest love story of all time, what Jesus has done for each of us through the gospel. And so as you go today, as we always say as we're signing off, remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.